This is the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. And today, well, I'm here to tell you launching isn't everything. In fact, you spend very little time in your business as you're growing, building, etc. in your business, actually in launch mode. So let's just take that pressure off right there. But it's so easy to become consumed by all the pieces that lead up to the process and after the process, you know, deciding what to launch, getting really excited, making all the plans, creating all the content, creating your program, talking to your ideal customers, and all of that is important. But what happens when you focus only on launching, on what launches next? Well, you forget that you're actually running a business sometimes. It feels like we're playing almost. So which means when we forget, we forget, we avoid, we ignore. It means we're also ignoring boring but important administrative tasks and things to help you keep the lights on, keep your business running. So today we're going to look at three areas that often do get avoided. And I'm going to say this intentionally and unintentionally because we're human, right? But if you want to know what those three areas are and how to stop avoiding them, how to stop ignoring them and what to do next, what to do today, I hope you keep listening. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world? in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to this episode. So let's dive in. We're going merrily along building our business. Okay, just imagine that. And if that's you, you know, you might be blogging, you're podcasting, creating your course, getting ready, and then we launch. We're excited to finally be able to call ourselves a business, right? We're like, we're making money. And here's the thing, though, and this is really what we're going to be talking about today. There's one thing that sneak can sneak up on you, especially if you've never had an office job and you've never kind of seen the inner workings of a corporation. And I get that that's a lot of a lot of people, uh, but because I, I feel very grateful that even though there were many of those years were very frustrating and I always wanted to do something else, 
The one thing that I've taken from that is the importance of certain types of administrative work. And now before you start yawning and you shut off this podcast, I really want to dive into this because this admin work, there can be a lot of dangers to your business if you don't handle these things. And so even though you may have launched and you have a great launch, this admin work can really catch up to you. Um, Now, I don't mean just checking your email and going to your post office box for your business, um, but here's here's the kind of admin work that we tend to avoid or just don't start until it's required of us or sometimes even too late, let's say for taxes or things like that. Um, So let me go into these three today because I honestly think there's a lot of these things that are so easy to just kind of avoid. And if you're spending all the time creating this amazing program and you're launching it and you're making sales, if you are making money, you got to come back to the world of this admin, this keeping the lights on stuff. Okay. So first of all, track your expenses, tracking expenses. So all the tools you use to keep your business going, the people who help you, the specific expenses related to your launches. If you can't pull up a pretty, you know, simple spreadsheet, it doesn't have to be fancy. You don't have to be using some specific software, but you just want a place where you can have everything listed out and you essentially leave your wallet open for money to fall out if you don't have that and you don't have a really clear idea of what your expenses are. Um, you might think, oh, I did so well on this launch. But if you don't know what expenses are coming out of that, you really don't have an accurate view or you know, an accurate view of your launch. You may have done really well, or you may have not done really well at all. Um, So why is it dangerous to avoid keeping a clear record of your operating expenses? So you, you need the information for taxes. You'll end up spending over your budget over and over again on unnecessary things. Um, This happens so easily when you're just not paying attention. You buy this plugin, that plugin, you buy this little thingy, you sign it for a trial here with your credit card or whatever, and it starts charging right away. And this actually can create multiple money leaks in your business and you know, I, uh, the money leaks thing, I have been guilty of time and again. And I think that, and I recently got reminded about that when I was creating an updating, um, actually more updating in asset and expenses list that I created for my own business for one of my projects, which I'm now going to be separating into its own business. Okay. So the other thing is you're just going to be spending money your business might not have to spend. So wouldn't it be great to know where your overhead is, know what you've kind of got left over, and and also just have that kind of like keep the lights on number so you can always know what that is. Because if you don't, there could be that month that, you know, you forget to pay a yearly expense. And it, you know, for me, that was... Kajabi. I forgot to update my the credit card that charges that every year. And as a result, uh, I could have lost access to all of my products, you know, my my courses. So 
this is this can be really detrimental and if you're launching it's it can be even worse okay so here's what i want you to do next when it comes to this ideally you just need to create that simple spreadsheet you can do this in google sheets and or notion or whatever i'm going to go through some tools at the end that i use for all of this stuff that i'm going to be sharing um just create a simple spreadsheet that lists all the services all the expenses whether they're monthly and annual or just one-time things you've paid this year and you'll never have to pay again. Um, let's say th you bought Thrivecart and you're like, woohoo, that's a one-time thing. I don't have to pay that again. There are going to be a mix of those in your business that you may or may not have. Um, but it's so easy to forget that tool you purchased during your launch to, to use during your launch. And then six months later, you're still paying for it, but never used it. One tool that I really, that this happened to me time and again, was when I was using GoToWebinar, which I haven't used in ages because I pretty much use um, Zoom. But Zoom also used to have a webinar just recurring charge. Now, I feel like now they've changed that. So you literally can just get it for a month and they won't recharge you unless you tell them to. Um, I think that that's what I did. I think there's an option for that. But imagine like you you don't usually do webinars but let's say you know you're going to go live during your launch zoom is not an inexpensive tool and that's like a good example of one of those that you might just kind of put on pause you'll have the meetings but you don't have your webinar add-on um, unless you're launching I mean that's hundreds like a like a hundred each time you do it so just think about those things okay and I want to remind you that there's no shame in this because if you're like me then you knew all along you needed to track this information at the bare minimum, but you've got launches to plan and products to create and clients to schedule and clients to see perhaps and do work, you know, consulting work and you've got, you know, speeches to make and events to attend. And I get it because when you're first starting out and, and that might be the first few years even, okay, and this could crop up every now and then, you may be spending money on things to test them out because someone told you to use them and then you forget. This is the worst thing. And this is why I'm always pushing um, you and other clients and students to simplify so that you know what you're using. But instead of punishing yourself, for not putting this system in place for yourself. And that's what this is, a system. Start the list now. Step two, add an appointment to your calendar to review every month or and as part of your launch map. So if you're creating a whole launch map, there's a, uh, I'm going to actually do an episode on this soon because there are some things that we forget to actually put in the launch map that actually happen after the launch um, to kind of reset everything and make sure we know what's what. But start being responsible with your expenses so that you're not creating excess expenses that you don't even use. And sometimes that can go on for months and sometimes years. Okay. Um, also, what I want you to put in those, if you're in any programs, if you're learning anything, like if you're in a, and some sort of recurring thing to help you understand, you know, the ever changing landscape of Facebook ads, that's going to be an important one to keep track of for yourself, just so you remember, oh yeah, this is what I've got every single month. Okay, so the next part, this next admin related tool, not tool, but task, is something that I really think 
is underrated. And I know people who do use this and and stick to it for a reason. I do it myself as well. And that is reviewing your weekly plan. Okay, and hear me out on this. So you create your plan, but the dates on the calendar, put put them on the calendar, make a few notes, and then head off for another coffee. You know, sometimes people will keep that plan open, keep referring to it, and that's great. But and having this plan is great is a great first step. I'm I'm excited that you've actually created this plan. If you've created this plan for yourself, you know, to launch your new program or kick off a new project or start working with a different kind of client, whatever it is, whatever that plan details, okay? But revisiting that plan weekly at least enables you to keep a living record of the project and projects you're working on. So, you know, you could you could have a really laser focus on your launch that you're working on. You're going to be putting together a, a training or something like that or a webinar and you know you've got to work towards that. You've got very specific things, but what happens to the other stuff in your business? Whatever, what happens to um, other projects and products and the things that you create like your podcast, like your newsletter, like anything else, like, and maybe another random sale that you want to have, like an evergreen funnel, you still need to keep track of these plans. Okay, so here's why it's dangerous to avoid reviewing your weekly plan. Projects change. New things are often added, removed from the plan, decisions are made, you know, that 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 happens, things change. Also, The plan drives your daily focus. So if you're not looking at it, then you're changing the plan without even telling the plan. So check it every day if you can to keep yourself on track, to make sure you plan something for that next day. I just finished a really amazing experience being a mentor in the Time Genius program for Marie Forleo. And this was such a great reminder of, access, you know, you create your plan, that's great, but you've got to make sure that it, it shows up in your daily tasks and what your daily focus is in order to move that project forward. You can't just let this plan sit there. Um, also, you won't know what's already been handled or what's still left to do. And things can get so disorganized quickly. Next week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about this getting organized in your launch. Um, and I think you guys are going to really love that. I know that it was a great reminder of me for me just to do that episode, but staying organized is one of the biggest challenges and the biggest reasons why people get overwhelmed during their launches because they don't know what's going on, even if they're working alone. Also, without a plan, you have no built-in reminder or gauge of your ability to estimate and map out projects. So if you have that plan, you've got to be monitoring what's happening and and how fast it's happening and did you underestimate the time you were going to need to let's say create the slides for something or write the emails for something or 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 even estimate how long it's going to take someone else to do it so making sure we we see that plan as something that's really showing us our ability to make a plan and our ability to understand how long things take and what what generally will need more focus, what needs less focus, um, 
it really uh, is important. Um, also, a plan can become a template. And this is why I'm all about making sure that that I'm reviewing not just my launch plan, but other things that I'm also doing as well, because that plan becomes a template and it can become a template for how you do things like launch, like kick off a new project or initiative, like start a podcast, start a, you know, your content marketing map, whatever you, if you don't have templates that you're working from for just you know, basic things in your business, basic projects that are ongoing, as well as promotions and launches, you're always going to be starting from scratch. And so, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a few clients who I would say like two to three years, maybe, maybe two years into their business, they started really knowing that they needed some better systems so that they did nobody was guessing what had to happen. And nobody had to like, okay, we're going to map out a launch. Let's think through the launch. No, they already had the launch template. They already had that created for themselves. Now, this stuff is not stuff that you might be spending your time thinking about because you're trying to keep the lights on. You're trying to keep the doors open. You're trying to plan your launch, create your thing, be visible and do all the things. But I'm telling you, if you can create it once and you start doing these weekly reviews, that's a good step in that right direction. Okay. So here's what to do next. Choose that planning system that you want to use. Okay. This is the best way. And I, I say have a digital planning system. I know people are all about digital only, but I say digital and having a paper one is really helpful because I, I just feel like there's going to be times when you're going to just write stuff down. You are, but you've got to, you, you've got to have that digital planning system so that you can update it, you can put links in it, all of that stuff. And we're going to talk about some of the this digital system next week. Um, so stay tuned for that. Also, I want you to set a day every week when you'll review your plans, even if they're in another format, like a paper planner, like this is your one time to bring everything together. I think I actually did a I actually did some sort of a video on YouTube about bringing all of your kind of notebooks together, but you really also need to get anything else that's going to be part of like your ongoing way of doing something into that digital system that you choose, like Asana, like Google Calendar, like Notion. I'm a huge fan of Notion. We'll talk about that in just a second. And then you're going to use that time to update anything that needs updating in the plan. So if something needs to be removed, okay, remove it. And if something needs to be added, add it. Um, if something needs to be kind of paused for the moment, pause it and make a note of that. And you're going to repeat this weekly, okay? Make sure you have, when you do this, you want to be asking yourself, okay, do I know what I need to do next week? Am I at all confused? Can I hit the ground running? Okay. And also after your launches, go back to your plan and ask yourself what worked, what didn't, what was true, what never happened. And if it never happened and you never want to do it, delete it, whatever it is. Okay. So for those of you who are using other people's launch checklists, which I always tell fearless launchers this and anyone who's in the launch incubator, um, that 
if you don't want to use something on your launch, don't use it, but delete it. Don't, don't let it sit there and be like, oh, I should be doing this on my launches because not every single thing that's in a launch checklist, because I've seen lots of people's launch checklists, they're selling as many products and using, you know, in different ways. I've seen lots of them. And not all of the things will ever, not everything applies to every business and every person's business and every person's launch. So it's up to you to ask that question. Okay. So my favorite tools, like I said, I actually kind of just gave them away already. Asana, first of all, I love that you can make reusable templates and it's really easy to get a person in on just projects, even if they're not on your team ongoing. It's really easy to work with other people in Asana. Love Asana. And it's free. There is a paid version, but the fr I've never used anything but the free version. Okay. Notion, also a free tool. So Notion, there are so many uses. And I mean, I can't even start. Notion is just amazing. It's a great place to plan. But like in one of my notion kind of docs, there's, there's, um, the great thing is you have different views of the information you put in. So let's say you have a, a to-do list. You can look at it as a table, as a list. You can look at it as a calendar. <laughs> you can look at it every single way that you want to. You can just write text out every, I can't say enough about notion, I would just go explore it for yourself and see if you like it. It's also a free tool. They have team versions that you can, they have a team like level that you can purchase, but you don't need to. If you Even if you have a team, you don't necessarily have to get the team version, okay? But there is a demo for that, and not a demo, but like a trial for that one. And then the third tool, this is the one that I use um, along with Asana most of the time, it's Google Calendar and Google Drive in general. This is great for content planning and putting it right on your calendar. And oh my goodness, hallelujah, there is this great new feature in Google Calendar that, you know, so I just marked, I have like a editorial calendar in my Google Calendar. Now I opened it for, to, I opened it for the other ones that I was writing and creating um, this week. And I noticed that you can click to create a doc for your meeting notes. And I'm like, oh my goodness, basically I'm creating, I, I was just like with one little click, I was able to write out all the notes for this podcast, for the other podcast. I'm also recording today. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that one little thing felt so easy and amazing. But I love that little tool. You can just like click to create meeting notes and it just creates your Google Doc right there. So highly recommend you check out these three tools. I know there are tons of tools you can use to plan and map out projects and all of that, but these are the ones that I love. Okay, so final, final um, admin, administrative kind of thing that I wanted to talk about today is something that I am doing right now. And I realized, why didn't I do this? Why? It's just like, I kept putting it off to the side. I knew it had to be done, but I was just like, yeah, do I really have to do it? So here's what it is. Opening and closing your business. So wait, what? Why would you want to close down your business and what do you mean by opening my business? My business is open. I, you know, I've got my LLC, I've got my whatever, S Corp, whatever you've got set up for yourself. 
But here's the thing. If you've started working with people and you started hiring employees, you got to set up usually, usually, now I'm, you might want to check with your state, but usually you have to set up your business entity in that state where they live. So you have your person in Washington state, you have someone in Vermont and you have someone in New Mexico and you have someone in Colorado or Wyoming or whatever. Um, you got to set up a little LLC in that state. And that's something that I haven't had to do yet because I don't have employees, but I am going to check on it because if the people that I'm going to be working with soon are in those areas, then I just want to make sure that I am covered. Um, and, you know, so different states have different requirements. I don't want to tell you what you do for sure need to do and not do, but you need to be aware that opening your business entity and closing your business entity are both important. Now, why would I close a business enti entity? <laughs> well, if I moved from a state and if a person no longer works for me, who was my employee in that state and there are no other people in that state as well. Okay, so let's talk about why this is dangerous and really important to not, to just stop avoiding, stop avoiding this. <laughs> so, it's dangerous to avoid opening or closing. So first of all, one word, taxes. You need to pay taxes in the states where you're doing business. If you're paying someone in another state as an employee, you need to pay taxes usually for doing business in that state. That means you're doing business in that state, okay? So when you move from, <laughs> so you need to kind of look at, if you have employees right now, where are they? hired and and also you can all if you have a bookkeeper or tax professional you just need to reach out to them and ask them what do i need okay also you can re usually reach out to the secretary of the state for wherever you are and wherever they those people are that work with you you could say i've got like an independent contractor who lives in california do i need to have an llc in california you need to check this out for yourself okay Number two, when you move from a state you no longer live in, you'll keep getting taxed or fees will keep accruing if you forget to close your business. Yeah, I know this personally because I moved from one state to another state like five years ago. Five, five. Wait, wait, 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, five years ago. And I never closed the company. I just put my blinders on. I said, meh. Nah, nothing's going to happen, you know, and they're going to help me adjust the amount owed, whatever, that it'll be fine. But here's the thing, I never closed the company. And I've known that I had to close, I, I kind of knew in the back of my head, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So finally, we're closing the doors of that business. And um, because I, I saw in my online portal in that state's kind of you know, where they have business fees and stuff like that, things that I owed. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't even there or, or conducting business in that state at all. I still might actually have to pay those. So I'm trying to figure that out right now. The other th thankfully, my tax professional <laughs> from another state, um, cl helped me close the LLC in that state, in another state. Um, yeah, your, your girl here is like moving all around the place, clearly. So I have to be very like 
cognizant of those steps and I will be making that into a system so that I know because the chances of me moving to another state are likely in the next year. Okay. Um, and it's okay to have a business set up in a state, but you just have to know that you're going to owe, owe money or you're actually at least going to have to file taxes. Okay. Okay. So the other thing, which I kind of mentioned already is when you stop working with team members, you also need to often, depending on what the situation is, the status of that person, you, you need to check this out, but you may need to close the business in that state. So the additional fees and interest on those fees is not added to what you owe them. This has come up this year, not for my business, but somebody else's business. Okay. The, and then finally, there are likely additional reasons why we need to be aware where our business is open, closed, and where it needs to be opened, and then where it needs to be closed. So check with your bookkeeper, your tax person, and find this out, or contact the Secretary of State for your state, okay? And your country, too. So again, I want to leave you with this is, there's no shame here. This there is zero shame, even though I do have a little bit <laughs> knowing this or not knowing this. Just find out what you need to do for your business and do it, okay? And handle it today. Next steps, contact your tax professional and or bookkeeper to find out what to do. So finally, now let's just shift gears and talk about your business a little bit. We all have things we avoid, whether it's intentional or not. No one is 100% perfect. Um, you're going to probably let things fall off the radar and, and forget them in some file in the back of your brain, but you don't have to leave it up to your brain. If you schedule time to really look at some of these things, and I know that there are even more. So I want to, I want you to take a moment right now. If you want to pause the podcast, great, that's fine. But take a moment now and brainstorm what you know you might be avoiding in addition to the things I mentioned today, or not even those, like, yep, I got that handled, and make a plan to face it head on. Because whether it's taxes, whether it's your business entity, whether it's the expenses, or your revenue, or your business address, or your business bank account, or a bill, or your tools, get help. Handle that today. This is part of being a CEO. This is part of being a business owner. And this is the, even though it might not be as fun and flashy and seem as important as finishing your online course or, you know, scheduling that webinar, it is. Okay. One other thing I wanted to say, along with all of these, is making sure that you, this is just like part of the whole setting up your business to be legal and running legally. I'm going to put, I just remembered another podcast episode where I interviewed um, a good friend lawyer about launching legally and she talks a lot about contracts that might be a good area to dig into and probably the one I'll be digging into today all right I'm going to put that link in the show notes I also just want to let you know that you are not alone if this, you know, you've been focused on delegating and hiring and launching and running promotions and signing new clients and getting, you know, consulting gigs or whatever your business looks like. And it's okay. We just take the steps we need to and we get the help we need to do it. Usually 
we can do that with a couple phone calls. We can do that with a couple phone calls, a couple emails, and maybe a trip to the post office. <laughs> okay. So have a great rest of your day. And I hope you have an amazing week. I will be back in your ears. Hopefully next week, we're going to talk about creating something really important. It's a, it's a one thing that if you have this, you're going to be so much more organized during your launches and it doesn't matter how many team members you have or have to hire. They'll all know exactly what to do and where to find things. Okay. I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Take care.